0: Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed obsessed. (laughs) I got today actually the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe and I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable and I would say that for the bra I have really big boobs and I just thought you know I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this Is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive, so really, really recommend it.
1: Love it, and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LoveBites, 20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store. so there's two stores in dubai one on al Wasl road and one at the beach they also ship globally
0: if you're buying from outside of dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by couture, which is brilliant news thank you so much el couture the following podcast contains strong language and explicit content and if that offends you then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. The best and most beautiful woman in all the world.
1: Seriously, Oh, you're my best friend and you've got the nicest boobs. Oh God, there she goes again. Fucking hell, right, on that note.
0: To love bites, a podcast of all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that Fiona
1: is doing this podcast, fucking hammered live from Santorini.
0: Fiona. I'm gonna fucking start with that. But all right, just tell everyone. I was gonna say, like when you go on holiday with your friends. Or actually in any given situation with anyone and you pretend, uh-huh. not even pretend, nay, tell everyone that a boyfriend that you met, basically a stranger you meet on a street is your boyfriend that's not really your boyfriend? Is that—is that pretty much just what happened? Yeah, so have you ever had those situations where you're like, God i fucking hot <laughs> Oh I don't care I'm just I, I don't care how accurate it is I'm taking the duvet off Take the fucking duvet off Tried really hard <laughs> Do you
1: know what Fiona? I think on this episode, the echo is going to be the least of our worries. I'm
0: taking off. So have you ever had one of those situations where, thing is, I don't know. have you ever, like all girls have had those situations where you say someone's your boyfriend and they're not your boyfriend. Well, that's basically what's happened with this. With this non-boyfriend. Where you basically meet someone hot and you're like, that's my boyfriend. And then you like continue with your friend on the holiday to like refer to them as your boyfriend, but they're not your boyfriend. Is
1: this the barman that you were talking to when you called me earlier on your 900th
0: cocktail? To be fair to him, it's not actually him. Andrea, hi. Um, You said you were going to listen to the podcast. You cocktailed us some excellent drinks.
1: I think Andrea might have uh, poured you a slew of extremely strong drinks, Fiona. Of extremely strong drinks. I hadn't
0: even had my headphones plugged in.
1: Can I tell you about one of my best holiday experiences? I was talking about it just the other day. So, you know, I've got a real penchant for a dry ride. And I think in England, you might call it like a dry ride. I love a dry ride. I love a dry ride, right? I can really get myself off. You might call it a dry ride. You might call it a dry hump. You might call it like. I don't know, base two or three. Well, when I was 15 years old, I went to Menorca with my mom and dad. It might have been one of my last holidays, uh, you know, at that age. And I was wearing a dress from this shop called International. Did you ever have that in the UK? in England. Anyways, it was it was a bit, it was a bit of a trampy shop. It, it's by the by, but I'm just trying to paint a scene for you. But I met this guy called John and he had blonde curtains, right? And I thought he was such a sexy bastard and I also thought he was so cool cuz his dad was in prison, right? And he brought me do-
0: totally <laughs> my type.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's like my dad's in prison and I was like, "Oh my god, that's class." Anyways, we went down to the beach in Menorca and I had my first dry ride experience, right? And I obviously I did not take my knickers off because like, absolutely not. I'm a Catholic and all. So I just sat dry riding them on the beach and actually had one of the best orgasms ever to this day. John, with the curtains, I hope your dad's out of prison. You were a lovely boy. And yeah, that that was one of my best um, holiday experiences. I don't think I've ever referred to somebody as my boyfriend who's actually not my boyfriend, but there's absolutely no judgment, Fiona.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. First of all, the reason why you had an Excellent orgasm is probably because you were rubbing your clitoris on his <laughs> pelvic bone, and that's why you had an excellent orgasm. I've
1: never heard you enunciate the word clitoris so much in my life. <laughs>
0: trunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was any need to caveat that Fiona at all. But you know what? This adds a very interesting mix to the dynamic. I think the
0: reason why I've said the 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 boyfriend thing was because me and my friend Beanie... Beanie, would you like to say hello? Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, so she's with me. So,
1: <laughs> Hey, Beanie. Flick the Beanie. Oh, can we call her Flick the Beanie? Or is that rude? She's allowing it. Flick the Beanie. So
0: the reason why be- we've decided that this was the top... Like, as in the start of the podcast was because... We have literally, we've come to Nicky Beach in Santorini and literally every single person in this hotel is so hot. No joke. It's like it's a prerequisite of, of being a person a that,
1: patron of the hotel.
0: Every single person we've spoken to is so hot. And we've basically made ourselves boyfriends of the bar guy and the guy that gives us towels in the morning. And we literally have created this facade of people. And then it got us thinking of the facade that we play at the beginning of a relationship, which I think is really Mm -hmm. funny. So like we were talking Mm -hmm. about it at lunch and it's like, it's so funny that no one talks about the facade right at the start. So like, we all know that when we sleep with a guy, Boyfriend, not boyfriend, don't care who it is. First date, sleeping with a guy. (laughs) JJ is literally going to be like, you're so pissed. One night stand, (laughs) the guy that you've had sex with after three dates, whatever.
1: There Mm -hmm. is that
0: moment where you wake up and you scurry to the bathroom and brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all know it. And we come back and we kiss... The said man, and no one says anything about the fact that you <laughs> taste like mint after a t- like a night of sleep. <laughs> where you do not after that time. You should not smell like mint, but you do.
1: Fiona, I love how the deep the conversation got over lunch. The fact that you were deliberating over toothbrush breath. You kiss the guy and you're like, I know I smell like Listerine and we're going to kiss right now.
0: (laughs) And you know, I've gone to the bathroom to to do the whatever because I have morning breath, but we're not going to talk about it. But the worst kind of guys... (laughs) are the ones that basically go to oh you taste like mint and you're like why why are you participating in the facade i literally don't participate i don't want to know like pretend this is how i taste like of all my life it's every fucking time Please tell me that was happening to you.
1: Fuck me, Fiona. You've really dragged me down a rabbit hole here of like facade. I thought we were going for like emotional deep issues about the lie, the little white lies that we tell. And all you're talking about is your stinking fucking morning breath masked with Oda fucking Listerine. What the fuck? This is love bites, goddammit. Everyone in the world has done that. Yeah, we've all brushed our fucking teeth to spare them, poor bastard, beside us from our freaking ghost breath. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a facade, Fiona. I think that's common
0: effing courtesy. Yeah, but like, how funny is it that, like, how weird is it that, like, no one fucking sa- no one says anything. Everyone just, like, participates in the facade. That, and there's always like this one... There's always like this one... There's makeup, makeup, No, Oh, yeah. There's always this one guy that goes, oh, you taste like mint. Yes, my friend, Rob, or whatever your name is. What do you think I was doing in the loo? Because I was brushing my teeth. like, And also, what I find so funny about it is whenever I was set with a guy and I've done that, I am... I, the one, to go and brush my teeth. What I've never, ever, and please write in if this has happened to you. I mean, excuse me for being so drunk. I've never had a guy go and do it before me. Have you? Really? No. Yeah,
1: quite often. Really? really? I mean, yeah, I don't think that's particularly a girl thing. Um, but listener, I would love you to write in to us if you can elaborate and, uh, you know, concur that you have a fucking clue what Fiona's talking about right now. Fiona, do we have a letter?
0: Yeah, we do. We do.
1: <laughs> Thank fuck. Jesus. Listen, the Listering saga was uber interesting, to be fair, but I love our letter this month. Or this week, rather.
0: Morning breath is a really big deal that we should be talking about. Yeah,
1: but we all have it. It's no big deal. Just go and brush your teeth and- Dull,
0: it's no, it's no big deal. But I think, like, I feel like it is a really big deal it's because it's okay. disgusting. And no one wants to be in that situation where they have morning breath, yet you go and deal with the morning breath and no one says anything. But the worst kind of guys, the ones, that comment on the fact gone to go brush your teeth. And you're like, we all know what this is. I've gone to go brush my teeth because I have morning Do you always
1: carry your own toothbrush with you? Because I would always carry my toothbrush. Or have you sneakily used a guy's toothbrush before? Okay,
0: first of all, I will will always carry my toothbrush if I know that I'm having an adult sleepover. Mm -hmm. If I don't know that this is happening, but I have a one-night stand, which is often because I'm a big slut. Mm-hmm. Slut is a terrible word. I'm a big slag because I feel like that's softer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> you are a
1: woman that embraces your sexual prowess. You are a woman that takes ownership of your vagina and your orgasm. But without
0: a toothbrush... Yeah, I will 100% use a guy's toothbrush, 100 And then do you, like,
1: dry it off on the towel or your, like, jeans after?
0: Just let it go. Well, I just let it run wild. But what I find so funny is that, like, when I have done that in the past where I've clearly not had my own toothbrush to brush my teeth, then I go Uh do it because I've used him or her his housemate's toothbrush. And then they say to me, oh, you taste like mint. I'm like, who do you think's toothbrush I just fucking use? Use your brain. Come on. JJ, we're so sorry. Slash, when a guy has come to my house and I know full well they do not have a toothbrush, I either offer my own because I've literally had their balls in my mouth at the time. Where, like, Uh a toothbrush is the fucking worst of their worries. Oh, I give them a a very good idea.
1: And you know what? People are really icky about toothbrushes. Like, if I use my boyfriend's, he's like, Oh, why are you using that? And I'm like, Your dick's been in my mouth 10 minutes ago. This, my friend, is the least of our worries.
0: (laughs) I've literally had your spermicidal liquid in my mouth. Yet, do you have a problem with using my toothbrush? Are you okay? Have you had a lesson in biology? Because, to be honest with you, the two things are very similar. Right, we're going to deal with the letter. Okay. <laughs> do you Fiona, know
1: what the fuck? Right, do you want me to read out the letter, or would you like to freestyle?
0: I saw a very amazing list now. I'm so sorry that you've had to deal with Enjoy my drunkenness. I'm also on holiday so spare so I'm so sorry.
1: No judgment here. You have been having a fucking cracking day. You've been enjoying yourself. Hell slap it up, you you deserve this crack. Go for it. No judgment.
0: Hey girls, I absolutely love the podcast. I come looking for advice and a bit of background. I'm gonna have to come a bit closer to my laptop because I can't really see and I don't have my glasses on i'm 22 years but my boyfriend is 23 can you start
1: that again enunciate wait
0: can you just give me two seconds i need to get my glasses hey i'm the guy that they speak about often on this podcast when they go fuck i'm gonna be in so much trouble i'm jj from podcast now jumping on here just to kind of tie two bits together i'm sparing you the time of having to listen to the last five minutes i've just had to listen to trying to edit it so Fiona tried to read the letter. She was stumbling and mumbling and could barely see the words because she's so shit-faced. So Laura said, can you stop, try and find some glasses? Spent about five minutes looking for the glasses and in the meantime, flicked the beanie, jumped on the microphone and tried to read the letter of herself, which she couldn't. So I'm saving you all this time of about five minutes of them wandering around the apartment trying to find glasses to then Laura saying, you know what, should I just read it? So here we go. As you were, Laura now reading the letter. (laughs)
1: Hey girls I absolutely love your podcast. I am looking for a bit of advice a bit of background I'm 22 years old and my boyfriend is 23 years old we've been together for a year almost a lockdown relationship uh same babe I feel like I'm going through a period of self-transformation and development discovering new hobbies etc. So I tried introducing my boyfriend to some new hobbies, sea swimming to be exact, and I mean he did not enjoy it at all, like he didn't even give it a chance. I, am, I feel like I am looking for an adventure partner who can explore with me and do similar activities and it's making me question compatibility. I know, I know we don't have to have exactly the same hobbies as our partners, however, I am questioning this as I am evolving as a person and feel like I am drifting away from him. He enjoys things like drinking with his friends, gym, fitness, history, museums, etc. Feel like we also haven't had a chance to do things together due to lockdown. So my question, how much should you have in common with someone when it comes to hobbies and ideal date ideas? Okay, Thanks.
0: So, so I have two things on this and this is something that I actually talked about last week, which was there are two sides of relationships, which are compatibility, And chemistry and compatibility Uh and chemistry. You need to have both, obviously, to be in a relationship, which is like compatibility is when you are completely compatible with someone and you have absolutely all the things that you need from a relationship and you are one of the same person, very much like you and I, for example. And that is when you have so much compatibility Ugh. Compatibility with someone. I'm so sorry, I've had a lot to drink <laughs> with someone, and then you become <coughs> friends. And then there you have ke- chemistry with someone, you have so much chemistry, like a bit like what I said last week, which was me and the barber, so much chemistry, but none of the compatibility. And then you have just compatibility you have just chemistry. And you need, really need to have both. From when I've read this message, and I have read it a few times from this girl. Um, from a lovely listener that's written in. And the thing is, I have no problem with, and I don't know how you feel about this, Laura, I have no problem with her boyfriend not liking the fact that he doesn't like sea swimming. Like, mm-hmm. I have no issue with him not liking the same things that she does. But... Mm-hmm. What I feel in relationships is that you need to have some kind of boundary of what you feel is a deal breaker. Like for me, for example, Uh and I feel like this is very much about like very similar to what she's kind of saying, like for me and i've realized this over the years and also she's very young this listener and not to patronize mm-hmm. and i really fucking hate people that goes oh my god you're 23 or so you're so young i'm like uh, a 23 year old could feel the same thing as a 33 year old so i don't mm-hmm. want to i don't want to discon- discount her age but when i was younger i maybe thought oh like they don't like the same things as me but as A 30 year old, I know that like, for me, I need to have someone that has the same interest in things. So she said he tried sea swimming with her, but he likes fitness. For me, I really, really need to be with someone that is active. I need to be with Mm -hmm. someone active, doesn't need to be the same activeness as me. Whether he, If he was super into CrossFit and I wasn't massively into CrossFit, I'd be okay with that, but I know that he was active. I need to have someone active. Like, if I really loved sea swimming and he wasn't really into sea swimming, but he liked doing tennis or something, I'd be like, okay, fine. They're an active individual. I mean, I'm here for that. But... If he turned around and was like, I don't like moving. I don't like, I don't like going out. I don't, I, I just want to sit in front of the TV. I, I just want to read my book all day. I would probably have a problem with it.
1: Do you know what? Funny that that you sent me the the email that our lovely listener shared and pretty much that same day I was definitely having a kind of a, a very similar crisis. Well, you can't call it crisis. That's very dramatic. But I was having one of those days where I was questioning things about my relationship and not in that kind of, not in a way that I was ever considering like um, doing anything or ending anything, nothing like that at all. But you know, sometimes you just, if you're feeling a bit hormonal or overly sensitive, you kind of pick things apart. I've often said that whilst I'm in that like healthiest relationship I've ever been in, we're definitely having to make a hell of a lot of compromise with each other and not just me compromising with him, he's also having to compromise with me and vice versa. So I'm very outgoing, I like to get out and about, I like to do a lot of things, I like to always be around people and my partner is the complete opposite. He could happily sit in front of the TV with a book watching Lord of the Rings and playing Minecraft, right? And at times this bothers me because I feel like You know we're in a relationship and I would very much like my person to be like come on let's get up let's get honest let's head out let's do these things and when he doesn't something kind of triggers inside of me because I feel like I'm a low-key sloth and I also feel like I'm low-key lazy and I kind of almost need somebody to kind of put a firecracker up my arse to get me moving and when he doesn't do that it kind of hits a nerve with me. So we um, had a conversation and I was in a bad mood about things because I felt like we hadn't been out for a walk and we, haven't, we hadn't done certain things and whatever. And instead of letting the issue ruminate, which many of us do, it's a very small thing, but it grows into a massive, massive deal because we don't address the issue. I decided to do what you and I do every day in PR, Fiona, and it was troubleshoot So, I anticipated that this issue could grow and grow, and resentment might build in or or frustration or any of these things. So, I just sat him down. Actually, that's a lie. I didn't sit him down. I wasn't that mature. He had to ask me about 20 times what was wrong with me. And I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I was like, actually, no, I'm not fine. This is the issue. And we just talked about it. And, you know, definitely we are making compromises with each other. I have to be more mindful of how hectic his work is and how whenever he has a day off, he doesn't want to be doing crazy things like sea swimming and hiking up hills and shit like that. And equally, he has to be mindful of my gregarious personality where I need to be around people. And this really got me thinking, Fiona, there are things in a relationship like this um, girl that wrote into us, there are definitely things that you and your partner can work on in terms of compa- compatibility, like, you know, fitness levels or, you know, what you like to do um, in your spare time. You can always work on those things and compromise. What you cannot compromise on and absolutely should not compromise on, and you should actively troubleshoot and talk to each other to try to resolve issues, are things like your outlook on life. And by this, I mean, one of the first things you need to ask your partner right at the very beginning are what are your deal breakers? Like, what are the things that if I do this, you will absolutely not continue in the relationship with me? Because the thing is, Fiona, it's different for every single person. So, it, so for some people, it might be if you um cheat on me if you have an emotional affair if you um take drugs if you do you know there's there's so many things for for different people and i think it's very important to establish the foundations of a relationship um you have to be aligned and compatibly in terms of your family outlook what you want um, for your family what you want for your future what you want for your relationship in terms of monogamy and I think a big conversation that needs to be had nowadays is like in terms of you know do you take drugs are you okay if I take drugs if you do is that something that you're going to end the relationship on because my friend's actually a drugs counsellor um, here in Northern Ireland and it's actually a, a huge problem between cu- you know between couples maybe one does and one doesn't. These are real compatibility issues. That at the beginning you may choose to ignore. Things like sea swimming. Or you know how often one likes to go out for a walk. Or how many drinks one likes to have at the weekend. These are definitely things that I feel like can be manoeuvred. But there's fun- There's fundamental things that absolutely should not be ignored. And if you ignore them you do so at your own peril. And trust me they will come and bite you in the ass later on in your relationship but this wee girl just needs to assess whether she actually really feels strongly about this guy if she does then she should absolutely stick in there if he's a great guy then they can evolve as people and this is another point if she if she's with somebody who doesn't believe in self-evolvement that could be a real sticking point Fiona because this wee girl may continue to grow and evolve and search and and, you know, if, you know, do all these things. And if he's kind of a little bit of a stuck in the mud, in that respect, that may be an issue as well. But I think she should be absolutely fine. She's young and he's young. And the two of them can just have loads of crack together. I
0: agree. And I think that also, it's one of those things where it's like, actually what she's talking about is hobbies, not values mm-hmm. in a relationship. Those two things, they're very different things where she is asking us, about compatibility, and compatibility is very different from what you like in a what you like to do as a person, and I've had situations or relationships where one of the persons like to do one thing, but we're compatible in other in other situations, and I think that also. God, I'm so sorry if I sound so. But I think that also, <laughs> I do think though, it's, oh, it is totally fine to be alarmed if your boyfriend or partner, when you're quite young and all. So it's not even being about quite young, it's also about being in a relationship with someone new. um Whether you're 23 or 43, it doesn't matter. When you're in a relationship with someone and they're Um, you know barring against what you like to do they're going oh I don't really like doing that and you um, immediately feel like they are um, you know coming up against problems that are not really there because they don't like to do the things that you do and it's it really is things not situations where and not values Mm -hmm. because actually at the the Mm -hmm. end of the day it really is down to values of how you value your relationship and how you value the deeper things it doesn't it does not matter whether if this guy likes to sea swim or if he doesn't if he doesn't like to sea swim it's totally fine if he has values that are deeper that he doesn't want to like for example if you're someone that really wants to get married and you are that is absolutely the deadline for you and you that is something that you really mm-hmm. want to do and he does not want to do that then yes okay that is a problem he doesn't want to sea swim and you really like sea swimming that's fine it's like it is it, like it's like saying he does not like playing tennis and you do or for me mm-hmm. he loves going hiking you don't like going hiking but you'll pretend to go love going hiking for at least six months of the oh, relationship God, absolutely
1: because- and do you know what quite often opposites attract I've always ended up in relationships with people who are like quite introverted and quiet and I'm not really sure how that
0: happens but he is like that and it's the thing is also combat also i I really think compatibility is so much deeper than just hobbies. I think that hobbies really take precedent when you're first starting to date someone because it is something that you can probably have in common, like like I don't even want to know like hiking, swimming, whatever it is because you feel it is the safe space for you guys to talk about things that you are in tuned with or both interested in yeah the interest so you feel like that is something but you don't need to have some like i feel like it's so ingrained in us to have like similarity of hobbies because i do think that is what do you think laura like hobbies is different from compatibility
1: Oh 100% listen Fiona that this is the point that I'm making I mean hobbies it's brilliant if you can both be the couple that go to the gym together or you know collect stamps together like whatever that may be but equally compatibility really drills down to the ethics and the core and the values and the true meaningful outlook on your relationship like everything else Can be completely managed, so...
0: It doesn't matter. My ex-boyfriend, he never wanted to go to the the gym with me. He Uh used to fight against it and be like, I don't want to go with you, I don't want to go with you. And like, as much as my body would say, having seen me naked, although that is a treat for anyone that comes against (laughs) it, A treat that any boy would feel lucky to be around.
1: Are you trying to seduce our lister- listeners, you I think you're making everybody marginally uncomfortable here. No, I'm joking. Go ahead, continue with this story. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Um,
0: He never wanted to go to the gym with me. And it really pissed me off because I was like, oh, can we go to this class, this class together? Like, I really want to do this. And he never wanted to go with me. And I was like, oh, it's kind of annoying. So I was like, all I'd want in my life is to go to, like, some really great spin class together, like Crank, for example, in Dubai and like go to the spin class, go go have breakfast after because that is what I do with my best friends. Like for example, okay. the girl, Beanie, who I've uh-huh. gone on this holiday with, our like favorite thing to do is go to spin class and go for exercise after and all i wanted to do with him was the exact same thing and i'm replicating
1: fiona is this not the point that we have discussed before about how we put so much pressure on a relationship where we expect somebody to be not only our lover but our best friend our confidant our support system like honestly my, one of my best friends in dubai she's the funniest girl you know that girl who wrote in about like the battered vagina and stuff the the anyway she's one of my best girlfriends and if you're listening hi you'll know who you are and my ex before I used to get so frustrated with him he was a complete workaholic he did nothing but work and I often find that I quite felt quite lonely in that relationship like I'd always be looking to him and saying can we do this together can we go to the gym can we do this and he'd be like no work 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 that's all that he focused on and I called her one day so upset because I just felt isolated, lonely, frustrated in the relationship and she said to me you know what Laura the best advice I can give you is to feel truly happy in your relationship is to go and fill your own cup of happiness yourself. Don't rely on your husband or your partner to do those things. That's why you have your girlfriends, that's why you have your own hobbies, your own pursuits. Men generally like to do their own thing and it's the woman primarily that wants to do all these things together but clearly men and women are wired very differently so my partner does fuck all with me for the most part I mean I love him to bits but he just has no interest but oh my god he could golf day in and day out golf golf all day fucking golfing and I said to him do you know what I'm going to take some golf lessons and you know maybe we can go together and he was like uh well you know there's no need for that and it clearly shows the disparity men don't fucking need to do those things because clearly men don't look at women to to fill their cup yet we 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 clearly do so it's something to be mindful of and and I'll never forget the advice that friend of mine gave me. Um, You know, we've got our girlfriends to do these things with. We've got our our sisters and our moms and, and whoever else. You know, we don't need to rely on men for absolutely fucking everything this day and age. It's brilliant if we can go to the gym together or go see swimming or do whatever the fuck you want. But for the most part, we can do these things on our own.
0: I completely agree with you and I think as. To I think that is 100% right and I need, I need to get better at it so does our lovely listener who's written in and has probably the same issues as me
1: I'm loving how enlightened this 22 year old is when I was 22 I was such a fuck up I mean this girl has like a serious head on her shoulders
0: yeah at least she's aware of what's going on I had a fucking no idea but I will say this I know the things in a relationship that will make me happy, e.g. a guy Mm -hmm. wanting to go to the gym with me and doing these things. And yes, I totally get it. If the guy does not want to do those things, he's not going to go do it. But I want someone that wants to do those things with me.
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, listen, that's that's a different subject. You know... It would be great if your partner wanted to do them but the, the fear that I have and I'm trying to troubleshoot my own situation is if I'm passively aggressively trying to force somebody to do them and I know with my boyfriend I'll be like oh it's oh such and such goes out with her and they go for walks and I find myself actually being a real fucking dick And that's where I'm trying to stop
0: myself. Oh, well, Adam and this person goes to the gym all the time together. Why don't you want to go do it with me? And that is the danger. And I think that that is also something that we should give advice to you for the girl that, um, our lovely listener that has written in, is don't fucking compare yourself to other relationships that go do those things together because that is not you. And I have been there when... I've watched another relationship do all these quote unquote happy go lucky, quote unquote happy go lucky, that's not really a thing. <laughs> Compatible oh things God. together like gig and the Bible, like going, whatever it is. And you're just sitting there going, Why does my boyfriend not want to go do these things with me?
1: Do you know do you know what issue you might have, love, if your boyfriend refuses to go down on you, then you've got a problem, you know? But don't be worrying about the other shit. You're twenty-two, he's twenty-three, have a fucking ball together. If it doesn't work out, you have got so many great years ahead of you to go and evolve alongside somebody else. We love the fact that you've actually Even had the enlightenment to even address this issue at 22 years old. I couldn't even spell enlightenment. So good for you, hon.
0: I completely agree. And I am so sorry, dear listener, that I'm absolutely off my tits. Do you know what, Fiona?
1: I don't think anybody will hold it against you at all.
0: I'm going to turn my camera on.
1: I'm going to just show you my breasts. Do I need to sit? they, I mean, they are lovely boobs, Fiona. They are lo. I don't know why you had to flash me, but they are scrumptious.
0: So white.
1: They are, you know what, Fiona, you've got such a good pair of boobs. They're absolutely lovely. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hi. Are you done with the podcast or, or are you just like hanging around, like getting your tits out on the bed?
0: I was going to say we we're a bit dumb, but it's fine. Listen,
1: you see if this, see if this goes goes live and JJ actually decides to let us run with this fucking fair play do you know what this will just be one of those wee bonus episodes that is neither here nor there but really truly shows the Fiona that we all know and love
0: also mm. I'd really like to say something just like as we have time mm. so I haven't had sex for a couple of weeks slash okay. um, and all I can think about A is sex? having sex. I literally okay. cannot stop thinking about it. I have had sex with so many different men in my head. I'm so horny. I can't tell you. I literally want to masturbate so bad but I can't because I'm on a holiday with my best friend and it would be poor form to go and fucking masturbate in the bath or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. horny I can't even say. And also, I just yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say.
1: You are in Santorini, my girl. You are tanned. You've got your tits out about 15 times in this podcast. So this could definitely be the time for you just to go out and find a, you know, a hot man or a One of those guys at the hotel.
0: Everyone is so hot and there's this one particular bar guy. Okay, this is also like, just to go off topic, it's certainly fine, we can do it. There is this one guy that puts our towels down in the morning and he is so hot and it's also like, my personal view, and you can totally tell my type from it, Laura, really, because he's <laughs> so tall. My friend was like, he's the tallest guy I've ever seen in my life. He's super tall, and we all know that Fee loves the tall guy. And he's not hot in the face at all. Let's be real about it. I'm I'm just gonna say, but I want to climb him like a tree. I think he's the okay. hottest guy I've ever seen. And I'm so horny. My vagina basically is pulsating <laughs> because I'm so horny. I've
1: vagina, oh my God. Fiona, you're in Santorini. Really. Go and do something about it. Have some fun.
0: So excited to for my friend to go, not because I don't fucking love her. I don't know where she is right now. I'm so excited for her to go because I need to fucking masturbate like you would not even believe. <laughs> Because I'm so funny. Do you know what,
1: Fiona? Enjoy
0: your time and make the most of yeah, it there.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you. And um, I am just—you know—I'm so excited about fucking
1: having a wank. Like, <laughs> could you not just go and strum on out in the bathroom? No,
0: what? How mean is that, my friend? Again, again wank in the bathroom
1: you don't need to tell her you just go in and say you're going to brush your teeth with listerine and then go sorry on. but like
0: anyone that does not call out whilst they have are having a wank is doing it wrong oh god really i can't fucking keep it in laura okay we'll discuss that on the next episode and if someone if anyone is touching themselves and they don't fucking call out to be the universe because they're having an awesome orgasm because you're the one touching yourself
1: they're fucking doing it wrong this has been a podcast that i will never forget you
0: are the best and most beautiful woman in all the world seriously
1: well you're my best friend and you've got the nicest boobs oh god there she goes again hell right on that note good night God bless. Drink loads of water. Take two eye before bed. Say 10 Hail Marys and pray for forgiveness, you dirty little trump. See later. See <laughs> later.